guys. Thank you for tuning in to episode 108 of the Kitchen Stitches podcast. Today is Sunday, September 29th. Uh, you can find me on I Am Summer and you can find me on Ravelry and all the places as Summer Yarns, S-O-M-E-R-Y-A-R-N-S. Or actually you can find me on Twitter as Summer Newland, S-O-M-E-R-N-E-W-L-A-N-D. All of these things are linked on my Ravelry profile. And... I'm Katie, uh, Katie B, K-A-Y-T-E-E-B-E -E -E on Ravelry, uh, Katie B, K-T on Instagram, um, Katie B, K-T on Twitter as well. Yeah, I quit using Twitter for a really long time, but I'm, I'm trying to get back in the habit of using it. I read it. I don't necessarily yeah. I tweet. I really don't like that my username is Summer Newland, but I don't want, unlike... Instagram I can't just change it I would have to create a new account and get my followers back and I don't want to do it so no. that's what I am uh, sorry it's been actually I guess it's been about what we said it probably would be since we recorded last time it's, it's like been middle a little August, over yeah. Yeah, a little over a month I started my do my new job um, the last week of August and that's going well Katie's been on vacation I was jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a vacation yet, but I wanted to be in New Mexico. It was cooler. It was, what, 20 degrees cooler? It is very, it's still very hot here in Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we've got a pretty full episode for you today. Um, my notes are not completely right, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get through it. Let's start with finished objects. Do you have anything? Nope. Okay. I don't have much. I have, um, the first one is the Equatorial Nights Cowl by Audrey Nicklin. I used Cascade Heritage Sock in the Sapphire colorway, which is a really pretty royal blue. It's got cat hair all over it. I haven't, I haven't blocked it. I just realized that I hadn't, I never have blocked it. But uh, this is, if you've seen the Celestarium, which is the big, beautiful, beaded shawl um, of the Northern Hemisphere sky, this is its, its baby brother, or baby sister, whatever, of the equatorial con constellations. So it's got um, beads all the way through it in the shape of different constellations, and it's really pretty. I do need to block it, though. Um, and get the cat hair off of it. <laughs> yeah. The dark blue shows it really badly. Yeah. Uh, the other one, other knitted finished object I have, I don't have with me because I've already given it away. It was a hat for Darcy. Um, as I mentioned in the last podcast, our friend Darcy, who used to podcast with us, is um, being treated for angiosarcoma. And so I have knit a couple of hats for her. So the one I knit most recently was Oh Happy Rays uh, by Daniela oh, not Robertson, Richardson. Uh, I used Neighborhood Fiber Company Studio DK in the DuPont Circle, which was kind of a purpley fuchsia color. Actually, it was very similar to your your uh, can koozie oh, thingy. Yeah, yeah um, I've given that one and then the other one that I had knit for her last time, which was Simply Stockinette hat, I think is what it was called, which was just exactly that, just a stockinette hat. I gave, I, uh, I had a meeting at 
her library or her place of work um, a few weeks ago and brought them with me. She wasn't there, but I had to, um, I gave them to one of her coworkers to give to her. And she posted a picture of wearing one of them while she was doing, having her chemo treatment. So glad to see it was being used and enjoyed. Um, spinning, I do have a couple of spinning finished objects. The first is, it was, um, I had a friend of mine gave me her fiber stash because she just wasn't, she's too busy to spin right now and didn't want it, you know, you don't want a fiber to sit too long. So she passed it on to me because she knew I, I would spin it. So this was, this one wasn't labeled. I think I, when I was spinning it, I was pretty sure it was probably BFL but I'm not 100% sure. It's um, turquoises and, or turquoise and purples and kind of some um, topish, brownish, not brown, but like a lighter tan, mm -hmm. I guess. It's pretty. It is, it turned out really pretty, much prettier. Well, no, I thought it was gonna be pretty, but it, I love that about spinning is that it never looks like exactly like you think it's going to. And then the other one was also from the same stash. This is the 100th Sheep, and it was Targi, and I meant to look up if it was Superwash, I can't remember. Um, but it was, this was six ounces of Targi, and the colorway was Lonigan Island, I think is how you say it. And it's about 465 yards of, I think it's, I would call it a worsted. Um, this was a, a really different put up. It was three separate braids instead of one braid that you separate. So um, I did I did a three ply. So mm -hmm. I took each braid and split it up and then spun it. And it's, it's a very masculine color. It's like a navy blue and um, like sagey greens and some lighter blues and some browns in there. Um, as it, with a three ply, it would have been great for socks, but it was—it's way, I mean, too thick. It's way too thick for that. So I don't know what this will be. Um, it will be good for maybe a, if it's if I find that it's super wash, it would be good for a baby sweater. Maybe mm -hmm. it would be a really good like little baby boy sweater. I think uh, it's still a little damp. I thought it was dry, but not quite. So that's it for me for finished objects. Okay, so for whips, um, kind of sort of getting my mojo back. Um, except we were on vacation for a week and a half in uh, New Mexico. So um, I needed some stuff to work on, like in the hotel room or um, in the car. So I took my Boogie Woogie wrap, uh, which is a pattern by the Plucky Knitter. It's a big rectangular wrap using two... Uh, strands of fingering yarn, uh, fingering or like a fingering and lace held together. Um, I'm using like, what, five different colors, six different colors if you count the the one that I use tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, my quandary is now that I, <laughs> I don't have my yarn room set up yet. So I've kind of gone over the top layer of everything that I can get to in my yarn room looking for the other skein of yarn to finish my shawl. Um, I don't remember if I wound it or not. I have 
in row rate says I have five skeins. I've used two. I weighed three. I just don't remember <laughs> how I packed. You know, that was three months ago, so yeah. I don't remember how I packed it. If it would have been in my craft room or on the table, dining room table. I don't really want to buy it, so it's. I guess I have to spend time putting my yarn room together. Um, so I'm three-fourths of the way done with that. I'm like 40-some rows away from being done, but I need another skein of yarn. Um, I worked on a corner-to-corner -corner blanket using um, just a Karen worsted and a dark purple. I meant to make it as a lap blanket, but... It's actually going to be like the size of a double or queen oh, size wow. bed. Well, because I wanted it to like... <laughs> I've only ever made one other corner to corner. So it's not like a granny square or something where yeah. I have a lot of experience making. And so, you know, I wanted it a certain width. So I knew at that point I could make it rectangular, but it ended up... Yeah, it's going to be like a queen size bed. And then, of course, I'm trying to, you know, crochet that in the car. So I'm wrestling this <laughs> huge half a piece of blanket in the car. Um, I'm still working on a cannonball hat by Erin Cartman using plucky sweater in old copper. That's at work. And then um, I took an easy hat project um, that I worked on a couple times. Um, like halfway through it's called tread by shannon cook um i just pulled a skein out that i had wound which it's malabrigo merino worsted i think it's paris night it's a it's a blue purple purple blue um i have another one of these started but that was back when i was a thrower mm -hmm. so oh that's pretty yeah it's got twisted stitches in it, which I don't mind twisted stitches. No, I don't know that I'd want to do like a whole shawl of twisted stitches, but um, they just slow me down. That's the only yeah. problem I have with them. I will say this may be one of the first times I've done ribbing um, on purpose with um, Continental, so mm -hmm. I was actually getting pretty fast at it. So that's about halfway done. Um, I think that's all I have right now that I've worked on or am working on. Okay. I feel like I haven't been knitting as much, but then I look at my whips and clearly I have. But that's, I'm back to, you know, back um, over the summer I was trying to finish a bunch of stuff, which I did get quite a bit finished. But I, I'm back to kind of having one project that I'm working on all the time and then rotating through just so I don't get bored. Do you get to knit at work? Do you knit at I do. Lunch? I actually, so I have an office now with a window, which <laughs> was, this is, this may seem trivial, but I've worked in a building that the only build, the only windows were on the public floors, like, you know, where the public was, the office spaces did not have windows for the most part. Um, my previous job, you know, 12 years, 11 years ago, didn't have a window. I was like in the middle of a build, a hospital. Um, so this is, having a window is a, a huge novelty. <laughs> but um, I've kind of, I've, I'm over the novelty now, but it is, it is still really nice when I remember. I was like, oh yeah, it's so nice to be able to see. But um, 
so I but I can close my door so I'm I don't always take two breaks like I was before but usually at least once a day I'll close my door and put on a podcast and just sit in it for a few minutes and look out the window and um <clears throat> and then I generally knit over lunch I don't one of the things uh my previous job is we went out a lot so I didn't necessarily have knitting time at lunch but um there really isn't there's just not a lot of options food-wise nearby, so I've been bringing my lunch, and that gives me, you know, a good, you know, 30, 45 minutes, depending. Um, it's a small library. I don't have a, you know, I don't have a, like a friend group, so you know, it's just a little, a little chit-chatty while I'm eating, and then yeah. that's it. And then also don't always take, I don't always take. A full lunch it's a really flexible schedule so if I take half a lunch I can leave a little early and it's um, I don't have to depend on a bus schedule where so you know it all depends or you know or at the other end of that spec spectrum is that sometimes it takes me longer in the morning to get there than I yeah. planned for so I'll take a shorter lunch to make up for it but uh, anyway yes Yes, the answer as I do get to knit at work. Um, so let's see. I will try to go down the list. So the first, and this one is kind of just a constant, is my Half Moon Tea by Dragon Four Designs. I'm using Lazy Cat Yarns, Opulence, which is a merino silk cashmere, and Time and Space, which is a like a like a midnight blue, I guess. And Endurance. And oh, now I see. And then endurance, which is just a like, superwash merino nylon, I guess. Uh, and upgraded, which is a gray, and amber waves, which is a golden color. And I have made. Let's see. Do I have something marking where I was before? No, I moved it because I want. I needed it to actually mark, mark progress. I have finished. I'm well. No, I haven't finished the body, but I am on the ribbing. It's I'm supposed to have a. It's supposed to have an inch and a half of twisted ribbing, and I did the first two rounds as twisted and then forgot. So I just continued with regular one by one. Um, I did go. It's supposed you're supposed to go six inches below. The armhole because it is a crop sweater. Um, I tried it on at that point and it, I, it might have worked, but it, I wanted, I wanted longer, so I just knit until I finished the uh, the skein that I was working on and then added in the next one to do the ribbing. So it will still be cropped, but I think it'll be closer to like you know top of my pants rather than like super cropped. I don't know how I'll wear it yet, but. I, when I tried it on, the um, it definitely the uh, like the puckered color work definitely like smoothed out a bit. So I think with walking, it's probably going to be okay. I'm actually kind of dreading doing the sleeves with more color work because I I want those to be loose. So I don't I need to try to modify not modify the pattern, but modify how I'm doing it so it's it isn't too tight on my arms. Yeah, but, you need to make sure you're spreading your stitches out yeah, and as you're... I was doing that, but um, I don't think I was doing it on, on both needles and just 
just being mindful of your attention. Yeah. Um, it's not terrible. I mean, it's not terrible. Could at you all, go up just a needle size for the little bit of color work? Yeah, I did on the body, but I might go up even more. I might go up one more for the sleeves. But uh, at least for the color yeah. part. But that's going well. I don't think it'll once I. It's I can't remember how many stitches around now. Probably three hundred something, and doing that in ribbing is slow going. So I it I probably got another. I'm maybe halfway through the ribbing. So I've got, you know, however long it takes me to do that and then the sleeves, which I don't think the sleeves will actually take me all that long. But it's coming along. And then uh, I have a pair of socks. Uh, the My Knitted Heart Vanilla Socks, which is my go-to vanilla sock pattern. It's by a free pattern by Elizabeth Suarez and I'm using Big Bend uh, National Park Colorway by Knitted Wit. And I am this one is has been slow going. It's kind of my car knitting or go, you know, take a long knitting. I am past the heel and probably about two inches, maybe. Yeah, probably about two inches up the cuff. Um, I had this with me. I went to a regional conference for uh, our library association yesterday and knit on it um, in the round. And I'm maybe, I'm probably about an inch away from starting the ribbing on that. I'm, trying to do them a little taller than I had them. So that is, that's coming along. I have another pair of my Knitted Heart Vanilla Socks on the needles, but those are at work. And that's um, uh, Desert Vista Dye Works in Zombadies Eating Candy Corn, which is a um, self-striping, the candy corn colors, orange, white, and yellow, and then her zombie colors, kind of like a, a uh, white background with pinks and then kind of a pale purple background for the other stripe. So those actually, I'm really close to being done. I'm past the heel on the second sock. Did I, have I started the, I haven't started the ribbing yet, but I think I'm pretty close. I don't remember. They will likely be done this week. Let's see. Um, I've also worked on my Fern Lace Shawl, which is by Michelle Dunier, D-U-N-A-I-E-R. I'm using Hand Spun from Three Waters Farm. I uh, don't remember the colorways. And, let's see. I also did not put a progress marker on here, but I have I'll probably put in... Very good. Maybe three or four inches since the last time. I had put this away for most of the summer, I think. But this is the color. It's It reads very blue, like a sky blue with some um, kind of browns and golds and like moss greens in it. It's really pretty. Mm -hmm. The Not Barden Shawl by Very Busy Monkey. I, this one feels like it's a never-ending shawl. I just I keep thinking I'm close and then realizing how much far away I have to go or how long the, the there's like four charts. I think there's three main charts and then an edging chart. And I looked and the edging chart is also really long. So I am probably maybe 
six or eight rows away from finishing chart three and then go to the edging. I did discover that I, my stitch count is off on, on the, so this, okay, it's got three wedges. The two sides are stuck in it, so it hasn't really mattered what the stitch count was. I mean, there's just yarn overs on, on either end, but I've clearly messed up. One of them has about three stitches more than the other. That's not too horrible. No, it really isn't. It's just it's not like 10 or 15 or something. The problem is that the edging is a lace that goes all the way across, so it will have to be right. So basically, like the row before I finish, I'll, I'll do a count and see. I think I figured out that the repeats are like 18 stitch and just make sure that I have enough. I mean, it, it's not that big a deal, but I've, I've done, gosh, it seemed like I did more. About two inches since the last time I talked about this on the podcast. Um, it's one of those because the pad I keep most um, well, my patterns are on my iPad. So if I'm watching podcasts on my iPad rather than streaming the television or something, I can't do something with a chart. So it it got picked up the week that I was doing it. Whenever I was, you know, if I was watching something with my husband or something like that. Oh, and that is, um, the yarn is Shalimar Breathless in Gunmetal, which is really just kind of like a slate blue. Let's see. Two more. The first one is a new project. I started, cast this on last Sunday. And this is the Happy Moon, Happy Half Moon by Susan Ashcroft, and I'm using Chasing Rabbit's Fern Base, which is this really nice, mm. plump fingering. I feel that, that just, I really, it's, it's, it has a, it's like a, it's fingering, but it's all, it's verging, it's on the verge of sport, I think. And it just, it's nice and round. Mm -hmm. it's, it feel, it's really nice to work with. And then um, also, Chasing Rabbit's Gossamer Base, which is a merino, I'm not merino, it's like a mohair silk. And this is it's kind of like a shawl, I mean a scarf like a shawl, where you alternate between the fingering, uh, the fingering base in stockinette and then the mohair silk in garter. And it just, it will get super long you can wear it basically like a shawl but this um, I bought this with the intention of making something for my stepmother who um, she's definitely not like a traditional shawl person I don't think and she's very she's very small and I just I wanted something that wouldn't overwhelm her I'm I'm not 100% sure this is going to be it I'll keep it if it if not but um, it, I think it will be pretty Oh, I don't know if I said it's in the indigo colorway, which is also a really dark blue. I have several things going right now with that. You're in the blue yeah. in the blue phase of the year. Yeah. <laughs> and then the last is my depth cowl, which is by Talitha or Talitha probably Kuomo. I'm using the fiber seed sprout decay, which is what it was designed for, and it's the dirty seahorse colorway, which is a teal green and with a speckle um, with that with kind of like a bear and a 
like speckled brown in that same teal. And again, I don't think I put, I don't think I have a marker showing where I was, but um, actually I have somewhere in here. I was about here because I had just changed to the second skein of yarn, I think. So I've, this is, it's just stockinette in the round. You have to pay attention to your gauge so that it, it's intentional pooling. So I want to make sure, you know, I kind of watch it. You know, basically, well, no, let me give away a beat. There's a certain, you keep a, try to keep a certain number of stitches on either way of, there's a marker on either side and you keep a certain number of stitches on either side of it and either loosen up or tighten up based on mm -hmm. where you are on that. And once you get the hang of it, it's really easy. Some people switch needles between it, but that would be a real pain. Uh, but I've, how much more? I've got probably about half a, half a skein mm -hmm. left. Uh, and then you um, graft it, that's the word, at the end. And I don't know how, I'll, I don't know if I'll try to kitchener that in the round or what. I did, I still need, I have a cowl I knit like that God, like five years ago that's still on the needles to be grafted. Mm -hmm. um, but when I did my, there was another cowl I had made. There's a crochet, I forget what it's like Russian. I want to say it's Russian bind off, but I don't mm -hmm. know if that's right. But it, it forms a ridge though. Oh, yeah. So. You wouldn't want to do that if you want to see the ridge. Yeah, probably not. Mm -hmm. I wonder what would happen if I turned it inside out. But how do you turn it back inside? Oh, good point. <laughs> <laughs> and do you really? That's a very good point. You don't really want large stitches as you're flipping. Right. You know. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been very disappointing. <laughs> You would have figured, totally you would have figured it out halfway through, yeah. like, oh crap, you yeah. know. Um, all right, spinning um, works in progress. I'm now, I'm currently working on a braid of brazen stitchery, merino, bamboo, nylon, and Cadbury eggs for breakfast, which is, um, I mean, they're Easter colors, so I mean, that kind of, that's kind of obvious if you, if you are familiar with Cadbury eggs, they're the cream-filled cream filled chocolate eggs with the um, colorful, like, foil wrapper. But, um, it's, they're pastel colors, but, like, darker pastel. They're longer, I mean, it's, um, it's not the colors that I wouldn't, like, the Cadbury colors are, like, red and blue and yellow, and these are, these are pastels, but the, um, the bamboo gives it a nice sheen. So it kind of has that metallic, it doesn't look metallic, but it, it, from across the room, when I look at the, at the bobbin, I can see, I was like, oh yeah, that does kind of look like Cadbury eggs. But, um, I am halfway done with that. I finished one bobbin this morning and it's going pretty quickly. It'll be, it'll be pretty when it's done. Um, that's it. That's all of my works in progress. Um, do you have any plans to cast on anything anytime soon? No, I just want to finish my one big shawl mm -hmm. and then we'll go from there. I don't think, I'm kind of bored with most of what I'm knitting right now, but I don't really want to cast on anything new at the same time. So 
I don't have any definite plans, but that doesn't mean that something will show up on my needles. Um, acquisitions. Do you want to go first? Sure. Um, so depending on when Summer loads this, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Hello Bargello um, was doing pre-orders, and I think she's only going to do pre-orders for a ornament kit for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Um, those went live last week, so if this goes up the first week of October, you might want to check if you're interested. Um, you can make, I think, up to five or six ornaments mm -hmm. in the kit. It'll take about four weeks to ship, so that would be early November. With all the stuff in it, it was like $42. So I ordered one of those. Um, I thought that would be kind of cute to make. And um, I have a little window in my office. Mm -hmm. Maybe hang that in my office. Oh, yeah. um, or hang it on the wall or something like that. Just to add a little color in my office because it's all very cream, shades of cream. Mm -hmm. um, we did go on vacation. We went to Santa Fe and we went to Taos. Um, so I got a little bit of yarn. Um, did you, where did you go in Santa Fe? I actually didn't go to a yarn store in Santa Fe. We went to one called like Marion's Well or something like mm. that. It was a couple blocks off of the square and it, I think it was like in the basement of her house. Oh. It was fine. Um. She had a handful of things, and of course, you know, we walked all that way, so we bought something. Um, they, my husband bought some yarn. I don't know what he bought. Um, but she had Chasing Rabbits. Oh, Yeah, so um, I've got a skein of... She had this, and mm -hmm. she had the fingering, but yeah, it was that, all... That's the one. I'm it was all, like, your colors, like, mm -hmm. gold and green. Mm -hmm and gray and I'm like well, I don't need any more gray yarn <laughs> so um I got a skein of the gossamer lace which is um ultra kid mohair and silk in um steadfast which is like a black or a really dark gray yeah that would look really good held with a gray yeah yeah so because I kind of regret not getting any of them when we were at hill country mm -hmm. at the retreat mm -hmm. um so, and, and I wanted a really device. soft mohair. Yeah. That's the one that I'm using in, in the shawl that I'm making. Yeah. And it, yeah. I think it's going to be really soft. It doesn't, I've held it up to me a, a yeah. couple of times. It doesn't feel super scratchy yeah. or itchy. Um, yeah, Plucky has some stuff with mohair. Um, sophisticate. So, I got that. And then, um, let's see. And Taos. Um, again, they have a square, and then off the square, um, there's a whole bunch of more shops and things. Well, there's actually more, there's not a lot of stuff on the square, a lot of it's off the square. Mm -hmm. Um, there's a really cute little store, itty bitty store, called Moon Cat, right? Is yeah. Moon Cat I really yeah. liked that store. Yeah. Um, so they had a good range of indie dyers. Um, they had a handful of local or New Mexico dyers. Um, I've actually never seen Wooly Wonka in person. Um, she had Wooly Wonka in there. Um, I don't think it was the owner. It was just the lady that was working there said that. Is it Anne or Anna? 
Anne. Mm-hmm. It's Anne. Yeah. Anne um, of Willy Wonka is not dying anymore, or is gonna stop dying. Um, she just physically is having a hard time mm-hmm. lifting pots yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that. So here is <laughs> your PSA that if you need or want Willy Wonka, now's the time to get it. Um, so I got a skein of Barrel Sock, which is a 90-10, which is a Targi in a nylon. Nice. Um, it's like in a pink with streaks of um, purple. That's a nice thick fingering also. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be pretty in a shawl. Yeah. Because um, I have plenty of other purples and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she also had some various kits of... Um, sock Artin sock hmm. which is an 80-10-10 um, and she had just different various either they were kind of gradients or they were um, just like five colors that went together so I like purples and um, I picked one called High Desert Sunrise so it's oh, kind of yeah. got like a a golden yellow, like a peachy pink, a darker pink, um, like a like a dark raspberry purple, and then a purple. And that'd be really pretty in a shawl that with like another really pretty. with like a gray or mm-hmm. um, or alternating that mm-hmm. like a lacy sections or something. So I got that, and then another New Mexico dyer. Um, I'm not sure if she's from the Taos area is Hummingbird Moon. Her name on Ravelry is Spindrella. Hmm. Um, so I got two skeins of uh, a sock yarn, which is an A20 called um, Over the Moon Sock Yarn. The colorway is Season of the Witch. So it's, it's like um, heavily speckled with uh, you know purple and teal and highlighter yellow and a green and then like overwash of um, black and I got two skeins of that and then I got you fiber oh. do you want to look at your fiber now yes and so I, I texted <laughs> somewhere that Willy Wonka was yeah. going out so I went back and got fiber because they had some fiber but they didn't yeah. have any Willy Wonka fiber so First, this one is pretty. Actually, they're both pretty. This one is uh, 85% coal wool and 50% tussa silk called La Luna, and it's got um, uh, oh, kind of a turquoisey and lavender and fuchsia and black or really dark gray. It's really pretty. And then this one is called Spellbound, and it is Superwash Targi. I owe you money. Oops, that's a card. This one is bare with speckles with um, purples and uh, turquoise and highlighter yellow and black and a little bit of yellow. I don't know if it's green or if it, I think it's just like that's the mixing of the colors, but both of those are really pretty. Thank you very much. Yeah, she had one that was really dark, but had a lot of black, but it had this highlighter yellow, and 
I just, you know, I don't know enough about spinning, but I'm mm -hmm. like, I could just see that being really, like, muddy. Yeah. It had a lot of dark in it. Mm -hmm. And I just, that's, so that's why I picked that. This one, I, I think I would probably do a little bulky so that it's not, yeah. it keeps those splotches a little more, I think, rather than trying to, I don't know, maybe, that's probably why I should yeah. do a test spin. I don't ever sample. But, <laughs> but that one, maybe I should. Yeah. So on the well, okay. This is my re most re recent recent acquisition. Kirby Warby had a Halloween update the other day, and I ninjaed a stain of resting <laughs> witch face, which is uh, neon green and purple and orange and gray, and it's self-striping. Um, I just like the name, and I really I I. I have just accepted the fact that I'm going to collect Halloween and Christmas yarn. I actually want to get a, um, I want to get a, like one of the, not a, like one of the things that you hang on the wall that is like a cubicle, not oh. a cubicle, cubby, you know, that I can display like certain collections of yarn, like holiday yarn or uh, space, I have a lot of space themed yarn. There are just certain things that I'm drawn to, like with the colorway names. And I think it would be fun. I mean, not, I would still use them. And I'd have to keep them replenished because, you know, it's artwork. Right. <laughs> but um, I would like to do that. I've just, I've been so lazy. I haven't put anything up on my walls in my craft room. But, um, so, yeah, I was very pleased with myself for having gotten that one. And then I have two other fibers. One is from Atomic, Atomic Fiber Company. It's the colorway ember it's 19.5 micron merino which means it is super super soft and it's this is kind of um, kind of a blood red mm -hmm. it's a tiny bit of a pinkish tinge to it in fuchsia and purple and black um, so it's so soft and then the other one is um, teas water from Edgewood Garden Studio and uh, the colorway is Satisfaction 1. And this one is um, yellows and greens and blues and kind of a little bit of like brownish color. Tea's Water is a long wool and I've never spun it. I've, I think it'll be similar to doing Winsleydale and I have spun, I think it was Winsleydale that I did. I had some Jinx yarn from one of the was from one of the stitches. It was a pumpkin colorway that I spun and it was fine. But both of these, they came, just the packaging was really nice. This one was like opening a Christmas gift. It was packaged so nicely and had some tea samples and um, just like a, a little note on there, you know, reminding me that if I hadn't spun tea's water or spun a long wool before, you know, a little tip on how to spin it. And it was, it was just, it was, both of them were thoughtfully packaged, so that's always appreciated. Oh, and then one last thing I bought, finally, <laughs> bought myself a crochet hook from Happy Polymer Creations. Something like so, that, yeah. Um, this one is has a nice, nice handle with like a ra rainbow circles on it. But I've been I've been noticing when I'm working on I'm working on the Granny Stripe blanket 
I didn't I don't include those in my works in progress because those those will be works in progress forever but um, I've just noticed that my hands hurt after working a row so I thought I would try it and see if it was better so I got this uh, a few days ago um, that's it let's see I don't have anything for in the kitchen the closest thing I do have a story I had um, I meant oh this is just Katie and I talking but one of my employees had been on medical leave since before I started and she came back to work on uh, Wednesday so we had a breakfast for her but I had something going on the night before and knew I wasn't going to be home so I bribed my daughter into baking for me <laughs> and she made pumpkin pumpkin crumb muffins or something like that from Sally's Baking Addiction that were really good I wanted something you know autumn and easy to do so she did that for me they went over well but other than that I haven't done I haven't been doing much cooking I'm not not even not much baking I've been going to the grocery store and then avoiding cooking <laughs> um let's see events we haven't talked any more about East Texas Fiber Fest but that is still a possibility as far as I'm concerned as it gets closer to that event, we'll of course let you know if we're going to be there. If you're going to be there, let us know because that could also persuade us one way or the other. Um, reading and watching. I've got a lot of finished. As the, One of the things, I now have a commute. I mean, honestly, I'm home the same time, like within 10 minutes of when I was getting home before. But the difference is that I'm driving it now versus sitting on the bus and being able to read a book so I've been listening which makes them go a lot faster so I um I finished the fiery cross the fiery across <laughs> autocorrect uh, the fiery cross which is the fifth book in the outlander series I probably had been listening to that for like a year and a half I don't know how long it's something like 51 hours it was ridiculous and I wasn't listening to audiobooks very much at all but once I had my commute I finished I think probably maybe the end of my first week so I finished that one um, it's Outlander if you like Outlander you'll probably like this one um, the second one I finished was called Legend the incredible story of Green Beret Sergeant Roy Benavidez's heroic mission to rescue a special forces team <laughs> Caught behind enemy lines by Eric Blum, Blum, I guess. Um, this was a Vietnam nonfiction uh, story. Roy Benavidez is actually from Texas. There's an elementary school named after him that was down the road from where we lived for about 10 years. So I knew the name. I did not realize. I had no idea who he was. Um, and it, it was... A lot of the story did not involve him. There was a lot of um, build-up to the mission that he was in. It was, you know, it, I mean, if you've read Vietnam accounts or watched any of the Vietnam movies, or of course known people who were in the Viet in involved in the Vietnam War, you know, it was you know there was a lot of violence and there was a lot of. Um, be pretty gruesome in places 
it was it was okay I think I ended up giving it four stars because I really I cared about the outcome but it, it could be kind of boring <clears throat> in places um, I'm glad I listened to it I, I like to learn things every once in a while yeah <laughs> but, um, then I listened to American Spy by Lauren Wilkinson this is uh, it's a spy novel but the it was it's timely because you know there's a lot of I mean, as there should be, there's a lot of talk about people of color and hearing their voices. And this was written from the perspective of an African-American woman, actually not African-American. She was, her mother was from the Caribbean. I can't remember where exactly now. Um, so she had been an FBI agent and there was a, uh, she was no longer, but she, it was written in the story in the style of a journal. She was writing to her sons to tell them her story and kind of their story of their father. And um, it was really good. I liked this a lot. I didn't, the end was rather abrupt. I can only assume that there will be a sequel because I felt like we were missing a lot of information. Like she didn't really... It's the the book starts out with her, you know, middle of the night in her home, and someone breaks in and she ends up shooting and killing him. And her son, her four year old twin sons, are in the house, and she takes them and goes to her mother's house in the Caribbean. And so she's telling the story. Well, it's you know, there's a lot of well, you know, I'll tell you who these people were. Well, they never. I mean, there was a lot of. It never really got to the point where she was telling you why they were after her. I mean, yeah. you know why, but there was like there were definitely pieces missing to this story. So um, I assume there will be a sequel. If there's not, then I don't know that I, <laughs> I recommend it as much. But I enjoyed that, and then I read, I listened to the last so far Anna Pigeon book by Nevada Barr. It's called Boar Island. Um, it was a typical Anna Pigeon book. I, the narrator had to grow on me. She was very dramatic. Very dramatic. Uh, and that was fine for most of the book, but every once in a while, her inflections would be off. She would say something like, that's not how that would be read. It just wasn't quite right. But if, if you're a completist, I would recommend that one. And then I just started on my way here listening to Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reid. That one is a super popular one right now. One of the benefits of working at a small library where we have Access 360 in addition to mm -hmm. Overdrive is that no one, this is like a super popular book and no one had checked out the audiobook. Nobody knows the, about the right. Access, Access 360. 360, which means that in my current job, I really need to be promoting our resources a little better. But um, it was it's, great for me. Similar to HPL, you know, though, HPLs was, I mean, it was like a six-month wait or something like that. And the the smallest other one on on Overdrive that I that I checked was Fort Bend, and even theirs was four weeks. So um, this one, so I, I went. I mentioned I went to a regional conference yesterday. Well, one of the sessions I went to, uh, the woman who owns Blue Willow Books came and book talked a whole bunch oh, of books okay. and that was one of the ones that she talked about um, 
and specifically talked about how great the audiobook was. And listening to it, I can tell, is going to be really, really good. I Access 360. So Access 360 is another is kind of a it's a counterpart to Overdrive. Everybody knows, or so many people know about Overdrive. I hear people talking about it on podcasts all the time. It's just another company who does ebooks and audiobooks, and they have their own app. And I just yes, I was I missed something and wanted to go back like 15 seconds. And I went back and it's restarted the book and I was driving so I couldn't I couldn't continue but it's done by a, a, a cast a full cast and it's I haven't read you know obviously I'm listening to the book I haven't read it I'm, it's done in the form of interviews with these uh, band members from it's like a mega band in the 1970s if you probably think like Fleetwood Mac type yeah. thing and they're interviewing different people and it's it like they aren't reading the book it's like they're talking to you and it's <laughs> really it so far you know the 15 minutes or so that I listened to was really really good so that one I can highly recommend I am I'm trying to shift gears with my reading and um, I've been reading I have so many things on my to-be-read list, and most of them, well, not most of them, I always keep a list of current stuff, too, but there's so much old stuff that I'm not always listening or reading current stuff. Uh, so I'm trying to shift that just because my current job, even I'm not, I don't select the books, but I feel like I should have more, I should be more aware of current, you know, what is currently popular. Um, I did forget, I actually am reading in print um, Children of Blood and Bone, and I cannot remember who that author is right now. Ayeyemi, A-Y-E-Y-E-M-I, I think is the last name. I can't remember, but um, that one's kind of, it's. I would say it's, you know, it's definitely fantasy, but it's set in, I would say it's set in Africa, or a... a High, strongly based on Africa area um, and I, I haven't read enough I, to feel like I can give it a, a decent review but I'm having the hardest time with print books right now I'm so tired by the time I go to bed I don't have time before I go to bed and I'll pick it up and I'll literally read a page so I'm trying to carve out time on the weekends to read some physical stuff but it's not working too well so far um, watching, we're we're continuing to watch Outlander. We're on the most recent series that or season that's been released, where they have come to America. Um, we're not. I think we're maybe two or three episodes into that season, and then we've been watching the most recent season of Great British Baking Show, which is on Netflix, and they are actually releasing it weekly now instead of all at once. Mm. And it is coinciding with when they're showing it in Britain, I believe. So we are having to parse that out. But I think that's it. Um, I've been, you can see what I've been reading in Goodreads, but so um, I think it expires today, maybe tomorrow. Um, I was listening to The Vagina Bible by Dr. Jen Gunter. 
Um, I maybe got a third halfway through that. Um, I would recommend that for any woman or even man. Um, I keep seeing on Twitter how Twitter keeps blocking like her promoted posts because they have the word vagina in them. It's just a body part, people. Right. <laughs> Um, so I was listening to the, I'm not a big audiobook person, but I had put them both on hold, um, at Harris County because I play the library card game to see where I can get things first. <laughs> yep. And, uh, my library hadn't gotten it yet. So, um, and sometimes I just kind of get burned out on podcasts. Yeah. I can only listen to so many podcasts or whatever. Part of it's just a brain space thing too. Um, so I was listening to that, um, I read, um, I'm currently reading A Hunger Like No Other, which is a Cressley Cole book. It's number one in the Mortals After Dark series, which is a series that's up to like 15 or more books, I think. Um, they're paranormal, I think they're paranormal romances. I needed something that was totally different than historical romance. <laughs> um, but I didn't feel like reading like a historical fiction or anything like that so I picked this um, I'm like I haven't read about vampires in a while <laughs> um, so it's a paranormal romance between uh, a vampire and a werewolf and then um, I had read two historical romances I'm a little behind in my historical romances um, especially the the like auto buy people that I always buy and read. Mm -hmm. um, Day of the Duchess by Sarah McLean and The Duke Buys a Bride by Sophie Jordan. Um, I enjoyed both of those. Um, watching, um, the only thing to really talk about is um, the Frankie Drake Mysteries. Those are on Ovation and they may be on PBS. I was looking through the PBS website and this came up the other day so I don't know if it just may be one of those that if it's a local or not um it's kind of like Miss Fisher um it was set during probably the 20s in Canada um Lauren Lee Smith she is a young actress she'd been on a season or two of CSI like the original CSI. Mm -hmm. um, so she had been in, I think I'm assuming World War I, um, and now has her own detective agency with an African American, do you call them African American um, mm -hmm. woman? <laughs> um, her, and then there's a, I don't know if this is a thing in Canada called like morality officers or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then there's a woman, um, Emmy and so they work to solve mysteries and stuff in that little part of Canada um, but she like drives a motorcycle and you know it's a little outlandish not as outlandish and free I mean she's outlandish and free-spirited like Miss Fisher but mm -hmm. like 20 years younger right hmm. um, but I've watched the first five or six of those those are kind of cute um, those are here where we are on the o Ovation channel, but they may also be on PBS. Um, there's at least two seasons of those. Mm -hmm. Other than that, 
I for some reason like game warden shows. <laughs> <laughs> so like Lone Star Law, North Northwoods Law. I don't know. Those are my Sunday thing is watching the the game warden shows. Well, because they're usually good looking guys, so that doesn't suck. But that's I think all I've really got. I um I forgot we started watching the Ken Burns country music documentary. We've watched two of those, and that's pretty good so far. Um, there was something else. Oh yeah, oh, that reminded me. Your game warden stuff. My son is and his fiance are obsessed with Storage Wars. Oh, I, I haven't. I've watched some them, of but, those, but those. Yeah. It's kind of. There used to be one um, auction hunters or something like mm -hmm. that with Alan Half. I used to watch that a long time ago, but I just it gives me stress thinking about having to clean out a. You know, having just moved, I'm like, I don't want to deal with other people's crap. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. try and sell it. I can't or, deal with my own. Can't deal with my own. <clears throat> I don't want to deal with someone else's. Because you never know what you're getting until you, yeah. you know. Because they don't let you walk in there. You, you kind of buy it. It's the side of seeing what you can see from the door. Mm -hmm. But all the PBS stuff is starting back up. The Dorals and Kerfu starts mm -hmm. tonight. Um... Cold Dark starts tonight, although I still got the last two seasons of that to watch. Um, there's some new stuff coming out. Did you, were you into Downton Abbey? I quit watching, I definitely did not watch the last season. I don't remember, how many seasons was it? I don't remember how many seasons it was. I don't know. I only watched the first two seasons or the first season and a half yeah I, I watched at least the first two I might have watched some of the third if there was more than that that definitely didn't watch I just couldn't that. keep up with it or yeah. there was other stuff on and mm -hmm. or football or whatever and it's one of those all I've got the first like four year seasons on DVD so I can watch those whenever I want mm -hmm. I'm like I'll just when I get through all my other stuff on the yeah. DVR yeah. I will watch that okay so um, that's it for this this episode hopefully we will um, hopefully we'll podcast sometime in October <laughs> um, if yeah, I think I mean I suspect that sometime by the end of October we'll we'll get together um, in the meantime, feel free to stop by the Ravelry board and, and chat us up. It's kind of mess talking knitting. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that is the hard part with summer not being there. It's like who do I talk about yarn yeah. with and go to lunch had, with? And... Uh, yesterday, my boss was at um, at the same conference with me, and he was sitting next to me. And Jennifer Hill was also was there, and we both had our knitting as we we're at lunch. So he's looks at me. He's like, so. Is that knitting or, oh, I don't even remember what he said. It wasn't even crochet. It was like embroidery or something yeah. like that. I don't remember what it was. And I was like, no, it's knitting. And he's like, I can't ever keep it straight. So that's kind of the extent of my, you know, people will ask, oh, you know, what is that? Oh, that's so pretty, you know, kind of things. But I miss having someone to talk to. So mm -hmm. jump in on our, our boards anytime you want to <laughs> and, and relieve my boredom. But, um. We'll talk to y'all again soon. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.